Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You are listening to the Load Management Podcast. Why? I don't know. What up, everybody? It's your man, Chops. Brand new episode of the Load Management Podcast, the only complex sports podcast. Back with my good buddies, Adam Caparel and Zion, for another episode, another fun episode on deck here, guys. What's going on? Rough weekend. Very it, rough. We'll, let, we'll get to the sports weekend in a second, but we have to say we do have Kevin Garnett on this episode coming up. Very good interview, so stay tuned for that. But yes, Zion, I think we do need to talk about this sports weekend. Zion, as a Giants fan, and Adam, do you want to talk about the Jets or should we just ignore their existence? Like, why? <laughs> why would you want to talk about the fucking Jets? Let's let's keep it moving. Let's talk about a fifty-five yard run on third and thirty-one. Yeah. They, they gave, gave up, up an 80 yard run in the first play from scrimmage. I mean, they're a goddamn disaster. So let's keep it moving. Talk about your disaster known as the New York Giants. Ooh, we're not a disaster. Uh, you ain't that far from a pal. Uh, we're not. We're not. We're not a disaster. We're just. Mm. We've had some bad, very unlucky. Yesterday, we almost won. Yesterday, we should have won. That that's I've more an indictment seen. on uh, some some personnel over there in Chicago than it is a a proclamation on the Giants. But go ahead. I mean, you know, it was not. We're not the Jets. We're not bad like the Jets. We're just struggling. It's a struggle. I turned. I turned on New York radio today and they were having a debate about which New York team is going to get Trevor Lawrence. So that's where the state of New York sports is today. Listen, the only reason why we're going to struggle is because our schedule is hell. Like <laughs> our first five games are hell. Like we got to, we got to go. We went, to, we got the Steelers, the bears. Now we got the 49ers. We're going to get the Cowboys. I'm missing. And we got the Rams. Can we talk about, you're saying you had a tough day. Nobody had a tougher day yesterday than Cow- or than Atlanta Falcons fans. Imagine being an Atlanta Falcons fan. That can't be me. I I've ne- did they think you couldn't pick up an onside kick before it went ten yards <laughs> on the on the receiving team? That was incredible. Why were ridiculous. they just looking at incredibly it? I've ridiculous. never seen anything. Or but what, also, was- real real quick, Chops, can we t- any any lunatic that's saying this is a worse loss than the Super Bowl? Needs to be needs to be who put said into jail. that? I've I've seen people on the internet yeah, and some people proclaiming this on, they're, on they're, the debate shows. Uh, Charles, the Charles, Barkley, Charles Barkley said it. No, that's they're crazy. Exactly. Chuck, so Chuck you, probably lost money. Chuck probably lost like thirty grand on the game. That's why he's that's saying probably that. accurate. But, but yes, if you're proclaiming yeah. this loss is worse than the no. Super Bowl, you are a raging lunatic. No, but great onside kick, and I like. I just can't believe they didn't touch the ball. Like, just pick it up. It's it's right there. They not they know were, the rules. They, like, they were treating it like, you know, in baseball when you hit a foul ball and or, or like when you hit it down the line and you, you wait to see if it goes foul before touching it. They literally did that. But, like, just pick up the pick up the ball. But when you have five guys around the ball like that, like the only explanation for me, and I didn't hear the talk afterwards of the guys the, from the hands team. I mean, Julio was out there and some other Falcons. But you literally have to not know the rule. <laughs> to not go after that football, you have to no, think they, that they, somehow they, they asinine thing that you yeah, it's like you have to wait ten yards the same way as the deep or the kicking team, which is not the case. You can pick that ball up, run into the end zone all you want. Like it was stupefying. That was one of the dumbest plays in NFL like regular season history. 
that was stupefying how how idiotic it was. But you know who's not getting enough slander? Julio Jones. This he man dropped, dropped a, a wide open he did. He touchdown. Did not have a good day. He did not have a good like, day. Like, come on, that bro. game was so weird that Julio Jones dropped a touchdown pass thrown by another wide receiver who threw a dime. I don't know who <laughs> threw. It wasn't Calvin Ridley. I don't know who threw the wide the touchdown or threw the pass. Threw a dime and Julio just dropped it. Here's my thing, Montrez Harrell. Read the room, buddy. Uh, oh, if if you don't follow Montrez on 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 Twitter, he was he was uh, like talking about how how much it sucks to be a Falcons fan and like letting people down. Like, bro, read, bro, the, room. read the room. You're coming bro. off. You're coming off a three-one lead. Uh, so yeah, buddy. Uh, Nuggets fans also had a bad a bad night. Uh, AD with just an incredible shot. AD. Adam, didn't you say the Nuggets were going to win that series? Uh, no. Yeah, I, once again, putting words into my mouth. I, like, I mean, we'll it, it never ceases to fail. Every Listen, single you, episode, you, episode you, the two you, you two clowns no, keep don't, putting don't inaccurate put in statements into my mouth, and that is just not the fucking case. I never said the Nuggets were winning this series. You're, wait, rooting, wait. For, you're rooting for the Nuggets. Of though. course you, I'm you rooting hate, for them. It ain't going to happen, but I'm rooting for them. You hate you're, LeBron you're, James for some I don't reason. hate LeBron James. LeBron's LeBron an awesome James. role model. He's incredible to watch. But the reason I'm rooting for the Nuggets, the reason I'm rooting for the Nuggets is because you two will be insufferable for the next two goddamn weeks along with annoying-ass Lakers fans and the rest of the NBA Twitter and social media. It's going to be nonstop LeBron. And LeBron should be celebrated. He's a phenom. Mount Rushmore, one of the greatest players of all time. But I'm a little LeBron out right now. Okay, a little Kenny LeBron out. Right, yeah, yeah, you're you're just you're just the worst. But anyway, he tried chops. You tried to come for Adam, but don't think I forgot. I forgot. I said, I have, I said Laker I, sweep. I no, said no, 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 no. But don't think I forgot the text that you've been sending all playoffs. Ad, I don't think Ad's built for this. I said I don't know if Ad's built for this. He's built for this. He's built for this. Nah, yeah, we yeah. Saw I need, need the reverse course because Ad no, you can't is call built. Him out that that's that's legitimate to bring that up. No, that was game. Adam, no. that was after game one of the playoffs when Ad had a terrible game. Yeah, that's legitimate to bring up. We're not no, sure if he's built for deep in the playoffs in this pressure pack situation. That's not. That's not. You can't do it after after one game. I told him Zion, it's a long Zion, I said the Browns should trade Odell last yeah. week and he called out on <laughs> Thursday. What do you I'll say what I like uh, I go off the cuff, my man. That's what we do. We're this is take city, and I'm gonna oh, wait, wait, yeah, my can, we go back? can we go back to Odell? Do you now want him on the franchise? Yeah, no, don't team? trade him for shit. We're going to the oh, okay, playoffs, so baby. We're the back. That's worst, one hell of a 180. Jesus Christ, pal. <laughs> We're going to the playoffs. Have you seen I feel bad for anybody who got hurt yesterday? I feel bad. If the Browns don't make the playoffs, I'm gonna I'll tear my own ACL. Put the that Browns on record. Going to the playoffs, so you can tear your ACL right now. They're Rip good. No, if they don't, they're making the playoffs for sure. I book how much you want to We bet play about Washington that, this week. We play Washington this week. Win. We play the Cowboys after that. Win. Uh, Colts after that. Win. That's four and one. Listen, let, let you, me you're making it sound like you, you you destroyed the Bengals on Thursday night. Like, yeah, like, they like, did. You played, they you played the Bengals. Bengals. That, was, that wasn't even close. The score was, they they scored the late garbage. They, they got a backdoor. They get back. They got a backdoor. But that not game wasn't. That wasn't a blowout, pal. That it was wasn't not domination. A if it you was a score, blowout. If you didn't score the a, last possession, that was you are that you was, are in you trouble. What what game were you Zion saying? If you didn't score the, they ran it ten times and they picked up. They got a touchdown easily. Easiest but, drive I've ever. But seen if you in my didn't life. score that drive, Joe Burrow is going to tie the game. Uh, whatever, I whatever blowout in my revisionist history as usual from this guy. Before we get to the injuries, I want to say this man. I told this man last week before he published. Check it out on the site. He published a, a piece <laughs> on saying Odell should get traded. No, right. I I said, but but here's what nobody read about the piece. In the piece, I literally said, "Yo, Baker's fucking playing trash right now. Save yourself," type thing. Yes, like I should, I should have said Odell should request a trade rather than 
Oh, they should trade Odell. But, That's but, what I should have changed. Uh, That's uh, the only also regret. what you wrote in there is Baker and Odell's chemistry isn't bad. That's what you said. It was bro. I've I, never. It was good Thursday, but I haven't seen it be good it's ever. Not an, yeah, it's not an accurate statement, pal. That's yeah, that's but, that's been the case. But it's yeah. like you can't just jump the. I told you, you can't jump the gun on week one, especially with no preseason. You cannot jump, jump the gun. I. It's not. It's NFL. No, the, my the, the guns are jumped. But, Philly fans, I'm getting ready to publish. I want to publish Carson Wentz should be bench takes. I'm oh asking for goodness. him. I'm looking for him. For Jalen Hurts, Philly fan, hit me up on Twitter. For Jalen Hurts, I for whatever. Who Josh McCown's on the team, isn't he? Oh my! But 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 quickly going to the injuries. Uh, b- before we get to the injuries, right, I do ahead. want to congratulate Bryson DeChambeau. Podcast in the past, we had him on last month. Won the U.S. Open over the weekend. Congratulations to him. For for that, if you come on the pod, good things happen to you unless you're Austin Rivers. Yeah, okay, but sorry. but he got cut. He got cut from the last one. He was in that. Bro, those were little tournaments. He won like the well, second wasn't biggest little, tournament. Wasn't, wasn't a little tournament, but wasn't as <laughs> consequential as this past weekend. Okay, it was but a tournament. No, no, but no, no. Salute I mean, to Bryson, he, he won the a, second biggest tournament in golf. Uh, depending on how you want to weigh it, yeah. I mean, the U.S. Open's just, the second biggest tournament in golf. Uh, it's right. science saying no, like he like fucking okay. All right, Let, but get, let's get to the injury. Obviously, we know the Masters is the big one, but um, it's the most popular. Get, getting to the injury point, this is not a coincidence. Like you, you texted me that, and I'm gonna. I, I think I know what you're gonna say, and I'm gonna refute it. So go. It's not a coincidence. You didn't have a real preseason. You didn't have a real training camp, and the so, bodies are not ready to play football. So I would I would agree with you if these were all hamstring soft tissue injuries. ACLs happen every year, man. There's nothing there's nothing the body can get ready for an ACL to happen. Like that that just that just happens. You know, like ACLs are like Saquon, he could have played four preseason games and his knee still could have turned but the wrong way. It's not even the preseason games. It's it's the your body getting ready for the season. I, they haven't had a full training camp, full I'm uh, not a doctor, but does that play in I don't think I that think plays it into play, the ACL. Because the ACL is like where on it happens off of wear and tear. That's why D Rose had it multiple times. Like it's not, it's not like it just. Uh, I know once you have it, you're more likely to have it again. My thing is like Nick Bosa got rolled up on. That was just a freak accident, you know. Drew Locke got drilled and fell on his shoulder. Cortland, like the the, the knees thing is like my, here. And here's my other point to it: if we had a preseason, uh, there's like usually a lot of injuries in preseason where like uh, oh shit, guys are out for the season, you know. So it's like we're just now seeing it all in the actual season, which is different, which I will credit. Like, yeah, that, that's different that we're so, all seeing in the season because no one was out for the preseason. I just don't but, think we've ever seen this before. Like, the, this I, amount of injuries. Like, even CMC. CMC's out a couple weeks. Like, it, but that's an ankle. Like, he twisted an ankle. That could happen any time. I don't think that's a coincidence. Like, like guys fall on ankle, you know? It's I, just, think, I think the definitely the pain tolerance is higher when, you, when your body is – under a couple of months of a preseason in the training camp and uh, OTAs. I don't know. I think this is bad. It's very I'm, bad. I, I, I just don't. I, if it was all hamstring injuries and soft tissue, I'd agree with you. I think it was just a freak day in the NFL. Adam, I don't know. What do you think? I think Zion's statement was complete fallacy and bullshit, so I would not <laughs> listen to a goddamn Listen, just Adam never played football, so, you know, he doesn't understand. I, Zion, who I you, Darrell Rebus talking to Mike Francesa? I'm just saying. Now, fall the fuck back. No, I'm no. just saying. I, your, your assertion that like you're you're more you're less prone to injuries because you've been playing for two or three months is is is. Stupid. But that does, they haven't been playing stupid. for two or three months. 
They haven't. It's been All like right. it's so quickly, one to month. Quickly answer chops is, and obviously you're planning on you. I'm joking around, but like, uh, listen, it's there's a lot of freak shit that goes on. I feel like every single year you get these rash of like injuries, it, just because they're more high profile guys. People are freaking out and going a lot crazy of high profile over. guys. So that's that's why it seems more I will like say, sour this year than than previous years. But what do you what are you guys plenty, doing? There's been plenty of soft my, my, uh, tissue uh, injuries though, chops. I mean, look across the board. I mean, Christ, the entire fucking Jets, uh, you know, skill position <laughs> players are all out with soft tissue injuries. So I think there is no. A that's that, true. That is the true. The lack of preseason. So it's it's a mix bag but i think the reason that everyone's freaking out is because you have like nine million guys who are like high level fantasy football picks are out right now and that's why people are going crazy with it. what's up with the metlife uh turf san francisco might boycott this game on sunday because they have well, to go back and play here's the lunacy of that of that uh you know uh, storyline between shanahan and the rest of the 49ers players what what were there any issues when the steelers and giants played on monday <laughs> night Six weeks. That's what I'm saying. It's all freak. Like the Nick Bosa one is going to happen anywhere. He literally got rolled up on just freak play. That had nothing to do with the turf. Jimmy G, high ankle sprain. Like, like you don't you don't want to see anybody get hurt. But I I don't know if it's like a a, a, some big coincidence. I don't. I think it was just a bad day. And like Adam said, literally the two guys who went number one and number two in fantasy football, Christian McCaffrey and, and Saquon Barkley. Got majorly injured yesterday. So you had like, two of the top running backs and one of the top defensive uh, linemen in the game that everyone's familiar with. So yeah, it's like it exacerbates a situation that happens every single year. So I wouldn't freak out about it. Uh, even last week, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. An ankle again. Yeah, an ankle, I, but I, like yeah, nothing an crazy. And listen, ACLs like it's a it's a freak injury. It's I'm not a doctor. I can't really tell you if it's definitely wear and tear, but for the most part, those generally tend to be freak injuries. Although if you do tear your ACL, let's chop said correctly, you're more prone to tear it again for various reasons, but just yeah. freak shit happened. It sucks that these guys are going down. Hopefully McCaffrey's back in a few weeks. These other guys are going to be gone for the year. It's going to suck to miss Barkley and Bosa if he does have a torn ACL, but freak shit happened early on. In the be, NFL before season. we got KG coming up, really good interview with Kevin Garnett. I asked Zion this over the weekend. I want to think, I want to see if you change your mind on it. Is Saquon Barkley done with the Giants? Fifth-year option. They got to decide on it after this season. He's played basically one out of three seasons in his career. Yeah. Um, you can't pay him. I don't think so. You can't pay him. Like, <laughs> I, you, you can't. Just like, you, especially with the way running backs are getting – it's sad. It's really sad for Saquon because especially the way with the running backs were getting paid, he was about to get a bag. But you play one season, bro. And the running back position is already, like, in question. So – I can't do it. Uh, I hope he stays. I hope we could get him for less. But no, you, you can't give him big money. You but can't. my thing is, is anybody going to pay him? How can you pay him big money? Like, I love Saquon, and I wish him nothing the best. This sucks. How could anybody pay him good big money right now, you know? Like, it's even different from Odell, because Odell, when he got hurt with the Giants, and that was a major injury, he was already, like, dominant. Yeah, like, he put in four, three, three, four good years, you know, um, before that happened so like he can still keep his value and he's a wide receiver wide receiver is a little bit different but a running back i mean like you said the running back position is already being devalued in the nfl right now it's 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 scary i'm i'm scared i don't know i i don't know it's it's crazy how quickly it can turn from just three years ago we were like oh saquon barkley is the future of the league at the position and now you're like shit you know, can we make one definitive statement though? The NFL after two weeks, what that the NFC East is the trashiest, worst goddamn division in football. I mean, yeah, of course. Okay, seven just, and just nine. Wanted, just want to confirm seven, that. Seven all. and nine. The Giants <laughs> aren't out of it. Just, just, just want to confirm that. Owen two's not out of it. The yeah, Giants. We're not out. 
you know, seven and nine is winning that division. Uh, I mean, I mean, it, Jesus. It, it, <laughs> if the Falcons, and nine, I mean, six and ten may make the playoffs. So you can sneak in in that in that terrible division. If, if the Falcons didn't choke, I mean, there'd be no one with a winning record in our division. Right and now. the Eagles are. Oh, are nobody model. still has winning record, but three I mean, teams with losing record. That, that can I make one other before we get to KG? One other definitive statement: that Seahawks Patriots game was fucking awesome last night. Cam Newton that, is back. Shout out Cam Newton. Cam Newton's goal. back. Russell Wilson's on a fucking mission right now to win MVP. That game was hell of a sports night on just great games leading up to it, minus the injuries. And then you had Lakers go. I forgot the Lakers game was on. I'm glad I turned it on. Yo, I see, don't even the, want to see the ratings. For what? The Lakers? The, the Lakers. Yeah, just, just show <laughs> yeah, the ratings for the last 30 seconds and count as I the mean, win. Who cares? I mean, you know the NFL is going to smoke the NBA every single time they go yeah. against each other. So what's the big yeah. deal? It's only only people that want to bash the NBA are going to use that narrative. And so it's, it's a false yeah. narrative. The NBA is just doing fine. And, and exactly. The NBA is fine. Real, but real quick, Chop, since you texted me, did you in fact predict that Bryson DeChambeau would win the U.S. Open on so the podcast? I, and I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't listen to it back. I got to listen to okay. it back. I feel like we said he's going to win the U.S. Open. So I'm going to take credit without even listening that we did predict it was going to win. All right. So I'll take credit for it. But, yeah, last night was awesome. Cam's back. Uh, I'm worried about my Patriots 6-10 and 10 prediction that I that I had or way a long time ago on the pod. But, yeah, they look great. Um, was that prediction, though, with Jared Stidman? That was Jared Stidham. Right. So, you so know, we'll, I did change it. There's a caveat a attached to that one. <laughs> there's a caveat attached to that, and that division stinks. Like It's bad. So, yeah. Like, you have the, the worst fit- team in football. Uh, anchoring that division. Yeah. Like, get your shit together, the, the Jets. Never going to happen. It starts... When you have clown ownership, it trickles all the way down. And unfortunately, two of the teams I root for have absolute fucking clowns as owners. Clowns. The Jets and the Knickerbockers. And therefore, when you have Go a Knicks. clown running... When you have a clown running the organization, it leads to nothing but just circus-like nonsense and drama and misery. Boy, did I grow up on the right side. You did. You're 100%. You're so much better off being a Nets fan and a Giants fan, a million percent. The Jets and Knicks just give me nothing but shit and misery. It's going to be the case as long as the Johnson brothers own the Jets. And okay, you, a certain, you, should, you should chill. You should chill. A certain, right un, a certain stop, individual. Stop calling out names. We're about to have a third straight episode where we have to use the bleep button, Yeah, which would be a record, which is good. Uh, your Yankees, get ready. Yankees are on. Yankees are bike. They're collision 10 course for ten of eleven as we're taping this right now. They are, they are collision smoking course, the baseball. Cl- collision course for an upset. I'm calling it right now. Upset is never upset, upset of what? The Yankees. Whoa, 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 Excuse whoa, me. Yeah, upset. they're gonna be one of the world's favorites, pal. They're gonna get upset. That's what I'm saying. Oh, you, by who? And who? Yeah, what the first round the, against the, the Twins? Indians? Who they've owned? Yeah. <laughs> they've owned for the history the of the organizations. They've owned the Twins in the playoffs. <laughs> the Twins, baby. The Twins literally just has have no chance against the Yankees. Absolutely, you know what that take deserves, Sal? That take deserves a hand wave. Uh, <laughs> on that note, let's get to our Kevin Garnett interview. A lot of fun. I uh, recorded a few weeks ago, but we talked about uh, a lot of stuff going on. Some very interesting comments about. Uh, oh, some we didn't talk about this episode. The backlash to the MVP uh, voting coming out. So we we had some uh, LeBron some is com- the real MVP. Yeah, we had some conversation with uh, with KG about Giannis. So let's uh, get to that interview. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The legend, Kevin Garnett, thank you for joining us. Let's get right to it and talk some NBA bubble. What are your thoughts about what's going down there in Orlando right now? It's cool, man. It's cool. It's um, Obviously, it's a new look, and all of us is had to get used to this new look, but, um, you know, in the end, it's, it's NBA basketball. You know, the product is there. You know, you don't have anything else on TV close to it. Um, I enjoy watching the competition. I watch. I, I enjoy watching the skill set. I've, I've been watching the WNBA, I've been keeping up with my girls, keeping up with my links, uh, keeping up with Candace. Um, I've, I've been enjoying both leagues and watching both. I'm looking forward to football starting up soon, so. Um, yeah, um, it's, it's back to, um, back to business as usual. It's funny to see how, um, these games have a day in between them and how the teams are able to make adjustments within 24, 48 hour turnaround time and how the travel and how the crowd and just, you know, it's just, just how this different look and how it, 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 it kind of gives you new, um, I don't know, like a, it's almost like looking at the league through a new lens, if you will, because I'm sure they have new challenges that they have to be able to endure while in the bubble, thinking that traveling and all these other uh, components don't make up anything. I'm sure they got some new challenges. So it's just, it's just good to see the league through a different lens, if you will. What's, what's Prime KG putting up in the bubble? Because guys are putting up absurd points right now uh, that, we, that we might not have expected. So what's Prime KG putting yeah. up in the bubble? Oh, no, you're shooting at the same rim. You're playing in the same gym. You know, you know the spots. You know, you got a favorite. You know, you, you know, you can all – the, all the players and all the teams that are playing have, should have adjusted to obviously playing um, in the locker rooms and so be it. A lot of times when you come into a new arena, you got to find the dead spots on the floor. You got to – you know, so much other shit got that goes into it, you know. Um, the fact is you get to play in the same arena in the same gym I expect um, some of the the really premier scores to be able to turn it up a notch. But man, I, I would I, I can't even speak for you know I can't speak for uh, shoulda coulda or what woulda. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, shooting at the same rim and having that comfortability being in the same gym every day, you know, you know that that would have that would have been an advantage in, in, to all shooters and scores. So I, I, who knows, man? Who knows? You know, some nights when body feeling good and I'm. If I'm prime and I'm from that 25 to 32 kg, who who knows, right? And it's hot down there too. Ooh, <laughs> right, that's a whole nother me. That's a that's ooh. I would have loved to see that. I, I think we all yeah. would have. I think I think that would have been a sight to behold. But I, I I definitely do think it's interesting because you mentioned that because like you got you got guys like Jamal Murray who are literally putting up. I mean, he he had kind of an off game last night, but. But there was a stretch where he was nearing 50 every night, you know? Listen, I'm going to tell you all something, man. When this, they, this is the first time we've been able to see NBA players play in the summertime full health, you know? 
um, Jamal, Jamal can actually score the ball in and out, inside the bubble, outside the bubble, <laughs> on the playground, in the gym. It, it doesn't matter. He can score the ball. Um, the energy and the consistency, along with the opportunities to actually go out and do that. Um, people think you can just go out there and turn it on like that. It's really a flow, and it's really on how you're feeling. And um, I, I'm telling you, as, as, this keep, as this continues to go on, I, I'm, I'm expecting some of our you know, top scores to come out and actually have some huge nights. You're you're in the same gym. I'm I'm just keep I'm just keep repeating that. Like you know, the 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 difficult parts of the league is traveling and adjusting to the different courts, different different rims, different light in different arenas. No, you're playing in the same gym, so you know the likelihood of the adjustment is is out the window. You you know if you can lock in and find your favorite spots in here, you can really. It'll be about, you know, you just having, you know, that mindset and going out and you're doing it after that. So prime KG definitely would have thrived in the bubble. I think you're being modest and saying you wouldn't have gotten your numbers. It wouldn't have put up big, big stats on a nightly basis because you would have loved the night in, night out. You were joking around with us before we started uh, hitting record that, uh, you know, the load management name that we came up with, you're an 82-game kind of player. And you guys, you were busting our balls for only being once a week. But you would have thrived down there. But who yeah. has really caught your eye so far? We, you know, Shops brought up Jamal Murray. There's some other guys who have had some great performances. Has there anyone really caught your eye, or is anyone really disappointed would, with their performance that you expect a lot more out of? Nah, that kid. You know what I'm surprised at? I'm surprised that so many young guys are sitting out. So many young guys got minute restrictions and shit. Like, I'm like, <laughs> the motherfucker is 20 and 19. Like, what's going on in here? What, and, I, and, and to be honest, yo, we could never play in the bubble. You know how much I've been screaming, throwing your shot, get that shit out of here. Mercy, no, please. <laughs> You'd have heard me in here, bro. They would have had the sensors this, out for you. Put us in no bubble. Man, they'd have had a bunch of sensors, couldn't have all these have all these cameras. You know, niggas walking around naked, balls swinging, all type, man. You couldn't have. <laughs> Man, it's a different league. We were men, yo. We out here talking to each other. We trying to figure out the pick and roll. We, you know, we ain't switching, you know. we it's, It was just totally different. It would have been barbaric. We could have never been in a situation like this. It would have been, been, been chaotic. And, I mean, you know, we had people to actually stand up and we would have bounded for, you know, for something if that's what we was all around. But it would have been very difficult to put, you know, uh, my timing and the guys that I play with and against into a bubble like this and have us not be like, we was, we was high competitors. You know, everybody's competing. You know, everybody's damn near fighting every other play. The pick and roll is real. The shooting is real. The talking shit. Oh, man, the, the shit talking alone. Oh, man, it would definitely been some smoke out here. You couldn't have, you couldn't have probably done no shit like this with the time and I played it's interesting you bring up the minute restriction because everybody's been talking about Giannis, especially before, I mean, the ankle injury happened, but even before that game three season on the line and he's playing under 35 minutes a game. And, you know, some people are looking at him a little weird after his Jimmy Butler comments saying, why would he guard Jimmy Butler? Well, well, listen, it's a different league. You know, we have different prerequisites, you know, there's no, really no counsel. There's really no binding, like, I mean, who's going to say something to Giannis? Who's going to actually push or question the fact that he's on a minute restriction? We're under a different league now. You know, you got guys who play one or two years, don't even play summer league. Summer league is for young guys to be better 
and to get young guys to play in the summertime because young kids weren't playing in the summertime. That's all we did in the summer. We played against each other. We was looking for each other. He traveled. That's why Vegas is a hot spot. That's why L.A. is a hot spot. That's why New York was a hot spot. Atlanta, uh, Houston. You had all these places where guys played. And now you got the summer league, and guys are even playing the summer league. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. And you know what? I'm gonna be honest with y'all. And you know, I'll probably get some some shit for this, but you know, trainer finna tell me how long I'm playing. Once I'm out here, I'm out here. I would, you know, I mean, times Flip Simons told me to sub out, or Doc Rivers went to sub me out, and I stayed in the game. Like, it ain't no <laughs> conversation. I'm out here. You know what I'm saying? If I can play, I'm playing. Y'all pay me to play, right? So shut the fuck up, let me who. And that was the end of the discussion. Ain't, it ain't no more talking. Yo, what's the play, man? What, what, what'd you call? Like, that's it. Nah, I ain't coming out. Nah, I ain't coming out. Deal with it. This what my, I'm playing. And I ain't never had a problem with uh, owner of the team or the GM or the president saying, hey, take him. I ain't never heard that. I ain't never heard. Kevin McKell has never come down from the Raptors and said, hey, get KG out the game. Fuck out of here. Hell no. No. So, you know, I think superstars and players need to no stake their claim and stand on what they're talking about because it is a sense of pride that I can get my team out of this and I can take my team to the promised land. And you know what? Everybody jump on my back and go. Yeah, you know, that, that's, that's a real thing. And I just don't I, don't, I don't know. I think some players actually fall in with it. But, you know, I don't know. I, I was a different player, man. I, I, you know, I took a lot of pride in me coming out here being able to play her or to play that or to do something that, you know, the training staff. Training staff can't tell how much heart you got. Training staff don't know how, don't know how really big your balls all really are. You know what I'm saying? They don't know what you can play through. They don't know who you really are. You have to show them that. So, you know. Why do you think that changed? Why, why do you think it changed right. from your generation to now when you see, you know, I, I think Jimmy Butler is someone who could play, could have played when you played KG. I, I, I think that that, he has the mindset. Oh, Jimmy Butler played when we played. What are you talking about? No, I, no, no <laughs> obviously, Jimmy, I'm talking about Jimmy has the mindset that you're talking about that kind of, that you're talking about kind of, uh, it isn't around as much as we're seeing. That's what I meant. Obviously, Jimmy played when you guys played. Yeah, G- no doubt, no doubt. But I'm saying Jimmy Butler's a throwback. That's what I'm. I, yeah, I'm that, that's what I. That's what I meant too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's a throwback, bro. He's he's a he's a throwback, and I don't know if y'all understand, but you go back and just look at Jimmy's history, man. He's gotten better each year. But when you know his DNA, when you know where he comes from, you know. You know his 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 background. You know I never I've never had two issues, nothing, anything negative to say uh, about him, uh, other than questioning some of the things he did on the leadership side in Chicago. But Jimmy Butler is one of my favorite to watch. He's always what he talks. He's always what he what what he promotes. Um, he backs that shit up, and he's one of the rare throwbacks that we have. You know what I mean? I look at Kawhi, obviously LeBron, them, them throwbacks. Them are, you, can't, you can't teach that. That was embedded and taught to those guys through a time, and those guys will never lose that. That's a part of them now. That's part of their makeup, you know? 
So, KG, when we're taping this, we're, we're on the verge of potentially seeing the Bucks being eliminated by Jimmy Butler in the Heat. And from what you've seen in that series, are you placing mm. blame on either Mike Buttonholzer on the franchise for not giving Giannis enough uh, help, or are you placing on Giannis with the injuries and just lack of effectiveness and maybe not locking down on Jimmy Butler late in these situations? Like, what do you blame the Bucks? you know, essentially on the verge of their next early exit from the playoffs? And the playoffs was about adjusting. The Bucs got to make some goddamn coaching adjustments. They got to make some adjustments to the series, man. They're still coming out, playing the same way, doing this. You know, I get it. I get it. But you have to make one or two adjustments, and those adjustments have to be um, uh, impactful to the point where it changes the series. Miami, granted, they just stepped up their levels. Giannis is the type of player – um, James Harden is the type of player. LeBron is the type of player. They're the type of players to where it's easy to get up for. If you can't get up to play Giannis, then you don't need to come out here. Because you know what? You're going to have to be up to play Giannis. Giannis's level is going to be on another level. So the fact that uh, the Miami Heat is engaged as a team, they're not giving him nothing. They know where he at at all times. They're putting two or three bodies on him. So you know what? You as a team, as the Bucks have to adjust to that. You got to make the adjustments. Putting Brook Lopez in there, helping with rebounding, stretching the team, like all of this. You have to make the adjustments. It's not a blame. Hell, we are all in this. Everybody's being the blame. Hell, uh, Giannis is being asked to play hurt. Chris Middleton is asked to 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 go back to the well and redo what he did. All the players, George here, all these guys got to step up. Whoever's players got to contribute. We all got to play defense. They ain't just Jimmy Butler. That hero kid is kicking, is kicking ass if ain't nobody watching. They got shooters all over the place. People are just stepping up. Bam is playing at another level. Like, everybody has to step the levels up, including the coaching, and it all has to come together. It ain't, it's not no one blame. It's all collectively. And, and after this, I don't think that you fire him. I think you add pieces to Giannis. I think you first. Lock Giannis in. That's the first and, and, and probably the the major um um priority. But but no, nah, this 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 falls on everybody. And then two, this is the process too, y'all. You just don't see. This is what I hate about today's league. Everybody thinks you go one or two years some rough shit, and then you nah, motherfucker. You go through however long you got to go through it. These teams are good too. You know they got to make the adjustments. I think I think part of that, and I know Zion wants to jump in here, but I don't know if that's up to the Bucks if if Giannis is going to get locked in KG. I think I think the way that social media works these days, I mean, he might literally get bullied into thinking he needs more help and go somewhere else. He does need more help, but he can get help right there where he's at. You understand? Know like the East is going to be different next year. Uh, you got KD, and KD's taking two years off. I don't know if y'all remember John Wall, but he's also had two years off. Well, the East is going to be different next year. I'm expecting the East to be very different next year. A healthier Ben Simmons. Uh, you know, who knows what's going to happen in Philly. Like, uh, a better Boston. You know, Danny Ainge keyed something up his sleeve. You know, what if he's able to land something here and the East is going to be different? So, you know, um, I don't see Giannis leaving. I think Giannis is comfortable with being in a small market. He doesn't want those responsibilities of being in the big market. I know social media is going to play a part in that, but he's a very firm, very, very, um, he's a very stubborn kid to the point where he, you know, I see him having enough time to where he can do another three years in Milwaukee and see if it works. I don't know if that's the smartest, but 
He's bullheaded enough to be able to stand and make a stance and stay with that franchise and go through it and until he sees different. I don't see him leaving. Hey, KG, I do want to talk about something kind of you touched on earlier in terms of having a player that kind of mirrors the way you play. I've definitely seen a lot of Anthony Davis comparisons to you on my timeline of late. Um, a lot of people combating against it, a lot of people vouching for it. What are your thoughts on the comparison to AD? Obviously, both of you are complete freaks um, of nature's when you play. Um, I think uh, AD has um, similar tools um, to 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 my to my very own. I think we both have uh, face up. AD probably shoots the three a little more than me. I didn't really shoot threes, um, but I have the ability to. Um, and then to the today's offense and the way it flows is a little different. Um, uh, these days, you have four on the perimeter and one inside. So um, the fact that he has to be able to adjust to the times of how the game is being played, you got to have a three ball now. So um, in my times, we we have analytics. We have the value of the three ball. Um, I think he's a better rim protector. Um, I'm probably a better uh, one-on-one uh, uh, defender. But um, it's I see when people say that the, the mere images are there. Uh, I think I play with a little more energy than than um, than, than um, the young fella. But I mean, for for his own game and what he's done with it, like he's he's the number one big. You know, I got him and Embiid being the number one bigs uh, in our league um, just from a consistent standpoint. You know, that, that they, these are guys that are consistent with play night in, night out, and they dominate. Um, Embiid has a fear factor where I can actually see players have fear in playing him, and he has that, you know, going for him. But overall, skill for skill, I think AD is the best skilled big man in our league from head to toe. And I see the mirror images and why people say that. I don't, uh, I, I think I was a little more of a demon than, than AD. AD way has a better connection. Way, way more of a way demon. More, way more. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, but AD wasn't raised with demon. You know, he was raised with parents and you know, just different elements, bro. I play, I played angry. I played mad. I played with a certain tenacity and that was my makeup. AD's, He's smooth. He's cool. You know what I'm saying? He's, you know, he's finesse. You know, he's manicured. You know what I'm saying? And ain't nothing wrong with that. That's his style. Just two totally different styles. KG, you know people love to compare eras, especially in this big three era. Um, and everybody likes to bring up how your Celtics, your Celtics big three would have fared against like the Warriors big three or the Warriors big four in their heyday. Did you ever think about that? I never played the the, the shit of critical games because you know when I played when we played um, a young Clay a young Steph um, I think I played Draymond like one time like I ain't, I, I don't even recall playing dude I, you know and then two we was all at our on our, our end at the end of ours and end of our run or whatever you want to call it and those guys were very impressionable you know when you would set a pick on. Steph and we would run him through repicks. He didn't want to get picked. And, you know, he was still to the point where he was being 
impressionable. Like, you know, we was the old heads of the league. We was, you know, playing older ways, which means a lot more physical. You know, we was talking. We was, you know, our different schemes. But they played fast, and they were never at a point where we were threatened, you know, and it was the West. I think our energy and our focus is always to start in the East first with an awareness of whatever. But a lot of the players now and the, the champions and Golden State went on to to bigger and better things. Kudos to them and their franchise. And uh, Steph Curry changed the game um, by really um, revolutionized the point guard position. And he and Clay have revolutionized uh, the one-two punch. Clay uh, is arguably, arguably, probably one of the best shooters in our league's history, and those two um, make up a, a crazy dynamic that you can't you can't deny. I, I enjoy watching them play. I enjoy watching them play against Dame and 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 um, uh, what's my other man up in uh, Portland? And I'm going blank on um, CJ. CJ. Damn, the, I, I love watching. Yeah, P, yeah. P, uh, what's the name? CJ. Yeah, CJ. CJ Sorry. McCollum. Yeah. Um, I love watching the the, the, the Yes, I love I love watching the one two punches. I love watching the guard play throughout the league. Um, and it's it's entertaining. But I don't I don't I don't play the shoulda couldas or the woulda wouldas. Um, just because <laughs> we didn't actually have a chance to actually go at it like that. But these these you know when. When I was playing those guys, those guys were kids. These kids now are, are young men and, and men that have families, have brands, and are the pillars of the league. So I, I got to respect that. You said you said you don't want to play the shoulda, coulda, wouldas. So let's let's go back to something you said recently, like a year ago, about you guys breaking the 2010 Celtics breaking LeBron James. Like you used the word broke. I, I want yeah. to elaborate on that because. I don't know. I, I'm not sure if I can agree with okay. the word bro. Okay, okay, okay. So so I'm going to elaborate. And you, you sound like you're a, a Bronny fan. No, no, no. KG, I'm a Cavs fan. One of I'm us a, KG, I'm a Cavs fan. I, I, so okay. that hurt. That hurt back then, KG. <laughs> listen, listen to me. But you got to think of this. Ron was running. Once he, got, once he got through the Pistons, it was like, oh, shit, he's cracked the code. You know? And then he comes once he once he broke the piston code, which wasn't an easy code to to break. He made it look easy. He broke that code, boom! He took so okay. He uh, it's like Cleveland's the East now, right? Shot comes over here, right? Um, when we formed uh, in Boston, you could never get past that. So that's why I say when he took the jersey off in 010, he buried that jersey under the TD Bank arena. Okay, that twenty-three bronze jersey was buried under the under the garden. So when I say we broke that cast team and that momentum and took it over, we took the East over. Once we won that, it was over. But nobody could come back and get this. Now we're in tour with uh, Orlando. We're in tour with Cleveland, and it was like a push. Everybody gets better. Oh, well, like he, he had to make an adjustment. He goes down to Miami and makes one, you know, arguably one of the, the best decisions in his career, and plays with you know, arguably two other greats, and and they have a run. And if that's that's what I meant when I say 
we broke the Cavs. We broke LeBron in 010. That's what I meant. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, you have to look at it like, okay, if I'm going to be in Cleveland, I got to be able to have boom, boom, boom. And in Cleveland, he didn't have no boom, boom, boom. Not enough to get past us. And that's what I mean. For all you LeBron lovers who don't know shit, who was actually four or even two years old when I was talking about this and this was going on, we're probably, what, 10, like, what, 12, 13 now? And having, oh, you didn't do anything. I get it. You're defending your, you love LeBron. I got it. You used to save it to this, to this era. I'm not, I'm not in a 2010, fan, but, No, I'm not saying you are, no. I'm saying to the LeBron fans. I mean, I'm explaining. <laughs> my, you don't think I've gotten okay. shit about this? Oh, you to one LeBron? of our co-hosts on LeBron? here, to one individual on this podcast, he's explaining <laughs> but, this too. But I never, I never disagreed with the take that the Celtics, like, Kate, you guys forced him to have to make that move. I don't think that's a crazy thing to say. All right, listen. The reason why I left the Timberwolves was because Shaq and Cole was dominating the, the West mm-hmm. and the Spurs was dominating the West. If Glenn Taylor wasn't going to commit to putting teams together like 04, then I had to make an adjustment as a player. I had to make it. I, if I wanted any shot at trying to get a, get in the championship and, and, and changing my whole legacy, then I had to make a business decision. And LeBron had to do the same thing. This is just what it was and what it, what it is at the time. You got an opportunity to play with somebody greater than you and can make you better? Oh, man, let's do it. Paul Pierce, oh, man, let's do it. Ray Allen shit came on a draft night. Like, that was like sweet in the pot. And I didn't even know that we had an emerging young point guard that was soaking up and that could adjust and make all these different – and he was a weird kid. Well, I, I didn't even know we had Ray John Rondo. I didn't know none of these parts until they all came together. James Posey comes over. Like, all these points come into it and make it, like, ta-da. Like, oh, shit, look what this is. <laughs> yeah, you got you to gotta look at that, you know? You got to look at that and be honest with yourself and be like, okay, if I'm going to be anything and I want to reach these goals, I got to make these adjustments. And that's what he did. And that's what that comment meant. You know, we broke, we broke the Cavs. He went down to Miami and dismantled and, and they went on their run like they were supposed to. Yeah, that's Cage, what I meant by that. KG, you and you and Paul definitely, you know, Paul, Paul Pierce likes to get in that LeBron slander at, quite quite frequently these days. <laughs> he wants to what? He he wants to get that LeBron slander in quite frequent quite frequently these days. It's, it's just fact, though. You know, like nobody contested. Like as much as people want to put Kobe and LeBron, they want man. It was LeBron and Truth. They wanted each other. You know, he's the closest nemesis that the man got. Melo, I won't put Melo and Brian as nemesis. They're friends. They actually deal with each other. They actually fuck with each other. They're, they're real friends in life. Paul Pierce and LeBron James, no, that was, that, was, that was real battles against each other. And he pushed the kids. He pushed that man to be better. And Brian ended up being better. You know what I'm saying? You know, but yeah, every, 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 every su- superhero has a nemesis. And Pete don't mind playing that nemesis. That's fair. Think about that, you know? Uh, So, Kevin, tell us about your Crown Royal kind of partnership. You know, what drew you to this? And, and, uh, you know, we've seen the commercials during the playoffs. So kind of what what made sense for you in this uh, partnership going forward? Um, Well, Crown and I um, share the same passion in telling people to hydrate and letting people know that it's okay to take water breaks. We, 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 we come right in and, and slam down in the middle 
of, of, of having a passion for that. You know, so much you get, you get promoted to stay lit. You, you get promoted to be turned, you know what I mean? Stay turned up. But nobody else ever comes to the aid and say, drink responsibly and, and hydrate yourself, uh, no matter where you are in the world, wherever, you know, sports is back. So we're just promoting uh, healthier and, and more responsible drinking and getting people to take those water breaks and telling people to stay hydrated while they actually drink crown. That's good. Safety first. Absolutely. My, what's the difference in KG trash talk, not on crown, and then after a, a few glasses of crown? Does, it, does that change at all? <laughs> <laughs> um, depends on what I'm trash talking. I've never drank and actually uh, – yeah, I've never actually drank in trash talk. I can't. Oh, I can't recall <laughs> uh, actually drinking. Uh, and um, but I'm I'm pretty sure it's, it's animated. Um, but yeah, that 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 would be a first. I would actually have to trash talk and drink at the same time. Yeah, that's that's a bit. Really, you don't you don't get a little you know a little you don't you don't it's it's no extra with, with the with the crown running through you. Nah, nah, you know. Um, I drink responsibly first off, you know, and, um, you know, when I drink, it's always on some chill. It ain't really nothing turned. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't been super turned in, in quite some time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, you, you know, you would think that alcohol would actually amplify and kind of juice you. Right. I'm, I'm at the stage now where I'm really under control to where, yeah, I'm not, I'm not definitely getting that lit. But uh, I do enjoy drinking the Crown and uh, Coke is probably my favorite, my favorite drinks of all of, 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 of drinks to drink. Um, but you know, courage juice too. You know, you would think alcohol would be a great courage juice. Um, yeah, that's when you got to know when to say when. But yeah, I, I definitely take water breaks and I definitely hydrate. Yeah, definitely. We appreciate you joining us, KG. We know we're out of time. Uh... Huge shout out to you. Uh, we're, we're huge fans. We appreciate and it. And huge shout out for the performance in Uncut Gems. I know Chops over there. Yes. Is a huge Uncut KG, Gems KG, that was my favorite is, movie last year. As is everyone real. complex. We were, we were rant, you know, ranting <laughs> and raving about how awesome the movie was and you were and saying the words. So, yeah, kudos on Uncut Gems. That was my favorite movie last year, KG. I appreciate that, man. That's what's up. I had a great time doing that, man. Make sure y'all drink it some Crown and make sure y'all take a water break and stay hydrated, please. Please. We will. We got please. you, please. KG. Thank Amen. You, bro. Pleasure, man. Pleasure meeting y'all, man. Go Complex, man. I'm a huge fan. Appreciate you. Thank you, KJ. Appreciate it. Huge shout out to Kevin Garnett. Uh, easily one of my favorite guests we've had on this podcast. Uh, as you could hear, just unfiltered thoughts on uh, basically about everything. His LeBron comments, you know, hurt. I'm not saying he was saying uh, falsehoods, but, you know, it does hurt to to not hear someone be on as, as much on Team LeBron as me and Zion at least are. Uh, I mean, Zion, of course Adam he's not on Team LeBron. Yeah, Adam loved the the LeBron slander, but like, you just you just can't you just what what you want to say? LeBron slander, but like I like I, LeBron is great, and as I said earlier in the podcast, <laughs> the he's goat. an awesome role model. And you, <laughs> and if you want to make the case he's the goat, he ain't the goat in my opinion. But if you want to make the case, it's a worthy debate. But as I said before, and as I think a lot of other people are, I'm a little LeBron out right now. And it sucks that he's probably going to win a fuck another title, and it you guys sucks. are going to go after. Sucks. Like, this, it just, it how sucks. You can't... Yes, it sucks because you two are going to be again <laughs> insufferable to levels that I can't even fathom. Right? I'm now not a Lakers weeks. fan. What do I? Care? Yeah, I'm not you're, a Lakers fan LeBron either. Standing the goddamn. I'm not a LeBron stand. You, Who, pal. Yes, you chops. You. Yeah. How Number one LeBron, LeBron stand in the company. I. Uh, 
did Excuse he win me? the did he win the greatest title in NBA uh, history? Yes, and I'm a fan of that team. I can't Christ. celebrate it. The Cavs, uh, oh we when God. we did our Twitter rankings, all their biggest tweets are about LeBron. I can't celebrate it if the team is. Let me tell you. Let me talk to the the LeBron haters listening, and Adam, of course. Um, I'm not a LeBron hater, but please, he's included please. in in that. Yeah, yes. you are included. Yeah. Please appreciate LeBron while he's here. Appreciate Agreed. what he's doing because I don't want to see all of y'all when he retires. I don't want to see. Oh, I'm so sad. LeBron is gone for the game. I appreciate what mm-hmm. you. Nah, appreciate him right now. This man is the greatest man to the greatest player to touch a basketball. All right. You're wrong. There we go. That was nice. That was that was emotional and uh, and almost tear jerking. But you're wrong, pal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, haters gonna hate. Adam smoking that gas like uh, Ronnie yeah. Jr. So, <laughs> oh, we didn't have to go there. Uh, oh my goodness! Leave the family. Hey, out of the bleep that! Hey. Bleep that, Jasmine! Bleep, hey, leave, leave the minor out of this, okay? Let the oh, minor do. Oh, let this yeah. man. Let him do what he wants. Quick thing on uh, LeBronny thing. Obviously, he does what he does. He's a kid. Let him live. But LeBron James, what his post game where he said he was the uh, he was mad about the MVP votes. That was all fake. That was all to throw a smoke screen at what was going on with Bronny. I saw it from the start. He doesn't like so you're you're an amateur psychologist now. Two things. You're you love conspiracy theories and second, it didn't work uh taking attention away. He failed. A little bit. The, <laughs> the night LeBron said it, he was it was viral, but like he was definitely trying to take attention away from Bronny. He doesn't what's your, care about what's your the favorite MVP sports books? conspiracy theory there, young Zion. This is my my favorite one right now. Okay. He has a and who started who started day. COVID, pal? Hmm? All right, all right, all right. On this, on that, Listen, on Adam, that note. Adam thinks COVID is fueled by the Democratic Party. <laughs> all right, all right. I, I legitimately do not think you we pulled can that include. one out of your ass. Jesus Christ, pal. I legitimately do not think we can include like the last like three minutes of this podcast. Bleep. Just bleep it all. <laughs> on that note, I, I no, I think we need to literally. Yeah, it's fun when it goes off the rails sometimes. <laughs> That's. <laughs> We thank y'all for joining us. Chops is uh, <laughs> take us take us home, Zion. Uh Tune in to our podcast. You know, on Thursday for sure. You know, um, you know. I don't know how this this ending usually goes. So, Chops, come on, come back on the mic. Uh, tune into the Thursday pod. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Special thanks to our producer Josh Dodd, our associate producer and sound engineer Jasmine Plata, our production manager Chancel Correa, our talent booker Shanice Kelman, who gets us all our great guests. Our Director of Talent Relations, Kristen price Harold, who also gets us a great guest. Our Senior Director of Operations, Jen Stewart. Shout out to the main man in charge, our GM, Don Quack. This is a production of Complex Network. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 